welcome to Merrickville. It's Friday, and what better way to get through the day? Oh, sorry. Wind. So windy, Lawrence Mooney. Wind. Can't move. I I look like some sort of French mime artist. I can't see you. There's too much grit in my eyes. (laughs) Of course, Hobo's coin just got me in the eyebrow. A coin? Yeah, out of his cup. Oh, sorry. I'm mocking a homeless. No, I don't think it's a coin. That's all. Ah, (laughs) I'm getting rid of the word. Sydney. We know you're sitting here. We know it's windy. And how are we going to reflect that? We're going to reflect that with sound effects because that's what you want. Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. The best way to finish off your week. We've got mm. lots on the show. Don't go anywhere. I can't be bothered telling you about it right now. We're Get hoisting the spinnaker. Bring up the mainsail. We're, we going go. to take, we're going to take advantage of this wind. Wind. So windy. Have we reflected the wind? Uh-huh. 104.9. <laughs> Triple M. Don't take Van Halen's advice. Don't jump. You'll get blown away. <laughs> it's too lofty out there today. The freaking wind. Don't jump. Yeah. Don't jump, Van Don't Halen. Jump. No matter. Yeah, it called beyond blue. Don't. No, not that kind of jump. I meant like oh. in the. Uh. <laughs> Lawrence Mooney with me this afternoon. Great to have you back, Loz. Uh, particularly after a, <laughs> a small hiatus. You were, you were away on holidays and you've returned to welcoming arms here at Triple And uh, I discovered something on holidays, and that is uh, there's a few phrases that sets Mrs. Mooney, Lou Mooney, off. Uh, and while I'm speaking about my wife, Liam, please don't, don't you besmirch dare. the sanctity of my marriage by talking about yeah. her. I don't want it. In, in, yeah, in Liam. demeaning tones. Liam, he's, and don't he's do suggested before that she's he having affairs with Frenchmen, with Frenchmen, that she's loose morally. Just don't, Liam. You filthy animal. It's, it's not Might what the show stands for, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it doesn't wash in I, Sydney. All right? I didn't Sydney's say capital. a word. It's no, and city. you won't either. No. Yeah. Don't I know you what you're dare. thinking, though. I say my wife. Why you... are you using French mime gestures? You know how yeah. offensive that is to Lawrence. Please don't do that one. That is disgusting. That open mouth is horrible. <laughs> Jesus. Can't I speak about my wife without don't you, you d- demeaning me and the sanctity okay. of my whole... You okay. were saying, so, you, were saying you, you were saying you learnt a new phrase, Lawrence. No, I learnt something, uh, and that is what I shouldn't say to my wife. Okay. Uh, for example, if she's had um, more than 17 standard drinks, <laughs> don't say, hey, settle down, I think you're a bit pissed. <laughs> It's like you never tell a drunk person that because they no. arc right up. So, yeah, yeah. And then when she does arc up, she goes totally 14-year-old. She's like immediately year 10 at school and uh, gets very personal very quickly. And I say, oh, you're acting like a 14-year-old. Oh. That is putting out the fire with gasoline. Oh. Here's, here's the thing too, Lars. Like you and I both have very, 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 very patient women that Liam often makes... The, Horrible comments about. I don't want to mm. go into that right now. Yeah. But we do have very patient women because we're special. We're gifted. We're uh, both born with the cord around our necks. We were starved of oxygen. Yes. And, and uh, we've got acquired brain damage. We're emotionally arrested <laughs> in our development. <laughs> we've got a myriad of problems. Mm. And they've learnt to adjust to those problems with their patient nature. But there is always, I always say this, you'll find it in some stage in your relationship. You'll find the phrase that pays. And when I say pays, I mean. Oh, yeah. Pays you, out. You pay. You pay for it, and mm. you discover it's it's a little bit like playing the pokies because you can just be tapping away for oh, years. Yeah, you can say a lot of things to them, and all of a sudden, boom. Yeah, and then I think you're. I think you're a bit pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. 
See, that, that's not Georgie's, the pay. That's not her phrase, oh, the pays. So you've said a million things to Georgie across oh. your relationship, and the one that pays is? I think you're acting the way your mother would. Oh. oh. <laughs> you never bring a woman's mum into it. Because that that's funny? their greatest fear, that they become their mum. Isn't it funny? Like, say, so if, if Georgie or, you know, like I was thinking about this, Loz, just recently, that if, if uh, a partner, if you, if you wife or your girlfriend says to you as a man, says, oh, you're acting just like your father. You go, yeah, all right, I'm yeah, cool right. with that. Mm. I'm cool with that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm Hurtful because yeah. no, he passed don't. away prematurely. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. but okay, we can deal with that. Whereas if you say to a woman, you are a little bit like your mother, it's, oh, well, now you've gone too yeah. low. And they explode. But to say that, that's a big, that's the phrase that... Every one. man's got one. And mm. you, sometimes you trot it out because you want a Barney. Because you know yep. it works. Yep. You know it works. I've got another one. I've said this. This is not. And that was a, a, not a massively heated argument, but there was something. George was having a crack at me once and I said, pull your head in. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> No. Which, which, if you'd said that to one of your mates or you play in the footy, in, yeah, the, yeah. in the sheds or whatever, perfectly she, acceptable. Yeah, she yeah. said to me, don't talk to me like I'm one of your mates. And I <laughs> yeah. said, well, settle down, knackers, is what I said. Yeah, settle down, knackers. <laughs> Let's go for a beer yeah. and uh, <laughs> get away from the trouble yeah. and strife. You know what we should do? We should go and root some chicks, is what yeah. I said. <laughs> <laughs> then I cupcaked her and just... <laughs> on the ground yeah. and just crow-pecked her for a bit. No, yeah. that never happened. <laughs> that never happened. Uh, I want to open up the phones, laws because I'm sure that everybody, I, I believe a theory that you do, it's like playing the pokies at some stage, whether mm. it's it's women or for men as well, because, you know, there's things that my missus could say to me that would send me right off, like we've run out of booze or something. Um, what? What? I just upturned the coffee table. Get down to the bottle shop. Um, but the phrase so that pays, Liam, everyone's got, got one. Liam, have you got a phrase that pays or are yeah, you yeah. just so compliant that you don't even speak <laughs> I mean, what do, what do emasculated men do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Once you've got the gimp mask off, what do you say? <laughs> Thank you, Mrs. Mooney. Uh, oh! oh! A vicious sledging party. You and turn I, to my no. wife and say, can you take off the strap off, strap on and go home now? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wear something that's bigger than mine. Is it? Oh, oops. <laughs> I no, think we're still on air. I think we I are. I forget that we're on air sometimes. It's Friday breakup day. So no, I, come on. No, Liam, what, what, mine is, what phrase mine is, gets uh, your wife angry? It's similar to me as in that it's, you know, if I said it to any of my mates, it's a throwaway comment. But if I call my wife an idiot, like if I just casually oh, just say, oh, you're oh. an idiot, very casually and throw away, yeah, it no, doesn't go down no. well. It's just generally, if you speak to your missus. But she did marry you, so she's a, <laughs> not an idiot, she's an imbecile. <laughs> He already knows he's going to get in trouble when he gets home now. He's going to get home. He's going to get in trouble. Oh, it's, yeah. You know, she makes him do push-ups when he gets home if he's been yeah. naughty. He has to do Early bath push-ups. and straight to bed for you, Liam. Put your jammies on, Liam. Go to bed. Don't look at me like that. You wipe that expression off your face, Liam. One, triple, three, five, three. One, triple, three, five, three. The phrase that pays. What's the phrase that you say that sets your missus, your partner, it could be a male, female, whatever, sets them right off. 104.9, triple M. Merrickville here at triple M. Lawrence Mooney was in this afternoon.
I've, I've never actually had you put your hand over my face to stop me talking before. <laughs> <laughs> just for safety's sake, we'll just, we're going to get through this Don't week. Don't say that. No, yeah. no, that would be... Uh, we're saying, what can no. you say? The phrase that pays, when you say something to your partner mm. and it just triggers them. Yeah. And, you know, it might be something about comparing them to their mother. It might be something about telling them to shush. Oh, that's the other one mm. that people Ooh. can't do. Go, shh, shh. Or Adults relax. talking. Oh, relax. Pauline Hansen's boyfriend just texted in saying, uh, <laughs> if he says, whack your burka on, she just loses her mind. <laughs> except, except yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> what is the phrase that pays? And when we say pays, we mean you pay for it. We've got Matt in Campbelltown. Hello, mate. Hello, knackers. How are we? Very good. Oh, Very Matty. good. Good to have uh, you on the show, mate. Boys. I will, I will start off by saying I am the Steve of the not only the family, I am the Steve of the whole the whole uh, community and so forth, the loose unit, as yep. of yesterday's uh, yes. communication. Yep. Mate, we've got born, you there. Born and, uh, flush down the dunny, so, I remember. Yes, that's the one. But my uh, my ex and mother in law were both psychologists and any time there was dramas which was ninety nine percent my fault, I would say, Don't try and analyse me. Oh, oh. Yeah. Bernie, Bernie, I'd like having a dig at your uh, occupation, if you know what I mean, lads, and it, it didn't go down too well. Yeah, to be honest, though, Matt, I mean, you're fairly easy to analyse. Uh, you're a loose unit. That's it, mate, and all my friends and family, they all know it, so yeah. why, why try and analyse me when it's beyond analysing? Analyse this, is what you should say. And, analyse this, exactly. Do your best work. Actually, Loz, <laughs> that's interesting. Does, that, does it wind you up if either of your partners say to you, that's Ooh, not funny. funny. Uh, I've never heard that, so no. <laughs> um, I don't know, Lozzie. I only ever hear, I can't hear them talking over the raucous laughter. Uh, <laughs> I've right. only ever heard that, and, and oh my God, I can't even believe that that's possible, what you just did with it. So I've got John in Parramatta. G'day, g'day, mate. How you going? <laughs> Good, John. Uh, okay, what's the phrase that pays? Big fan of the show, but oh, mate, you already just mentioned it. Relax, chill. Settle down, simmer. Oh. Any of those oh, makes yeah. a little argument turns it into World War Three. And do you sometimes roll in that grenade just to fire them up? Oh, mate! You know, every now and again you have to give it a prod. <laughs> do you know what? You've it's got one to prod of those. The bear. It's sometimes. I think it's one of those things, John and Loz, that you know when you when you it's coming off the tip of your tongue. You go settled, and it's before you've even got to down. Oh. You go. I've just denied myself sex for a week. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but you've got to commit to it, don't you? You can't, you yeah. can't back away from settle. I didn't Unless say it's during it, sex and it's the Bronco. You throw it in there and just see no, how long no. you can stay We've on. got Jason. <laughs> Jason from Warunga on the line. Jace, you get what's to the eight phrase, seconds and a rodeo clown pays, comes out Jace? of the wardrobe? Oh, look, I'm, I'm reasonably educated, but I have this tendency to say after a couple of beers, um, are you still talking? Oh, jeez, oh, Jace. <laughs> and, uh, and that sort of sets it off. It's not pretty. Oh, that is so good. Oh, yes. You are I can the see worst. that. That <laughs> is just brutal. Are you still talking? Yeah. But you don't know, even... and, I, and I know as soon as you do it, you know you're in stride. But, uh, Jason, I don't, I don't get the impression that you're the sort of bloke who's saying to, you know, put it down, like, are you, are you still talking? It's more like, are you still talking? Like, as if it's, yeah, a, it's a question. Yeah, you're legitimately exactly right, asking but, a question. But, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. 
we're boys, it's not good. No. <laughs> no, you no, can't. But you... that is a good one. Oh, God. Oh, that is good. That's danger. That is mm. danger, Will Robinson, right there. Okay, let's get the Pete on the Central Coast. Hello, mate. Hi, Mez. Lawrence, how are you? Very good, good, mate. All right, what's the phrase that plays? Well, it sort of all started from a bit of family conflict with my side, and then one day I just happened to say, you're starting to sound like my mother. Oh. 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 <laughs> Weird science. <laughs> and, uh, well, that went down real well. That was probably, I think, there was no speakies for five or six weeks. Mm. Wow. And, uh, I don't think I could say that to my business. I don't say you could sound like my mother. You're starting to sound like my mother. Because my, my yeah, wife would go, of... I'm not smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or. Love yeah. you, mum. Sometimes your mum does make it hard for you. And yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't right, say Liam? that your wife is. <laughs> you should never say that your wife sounds like your mum. No, no. Let's all move on now. Yes. Laws, according to a dating app, happen. Uh, mm-hmm. Sydney's love hotspots have been revealed. So these are the geographic locations around Sydney, which are apparently hot spots. Yeah. For hot. And there's places that were hot spots for love, but have gone, they've cooled right off. I mean, the cross, you could get some good temporary love up there. Yep. And that's just. Still on the list though. Love still comes in at still number there. six. Still there. Is it still there? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What about Hyde Park? Uh, no, 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 no now, the station. Yeah, the station, not right. the actual museum. Museum station. Mm. I don't night know what the museum. Mm. It's a different kind of night at the museum. <laughs> it's, a, oh, it's a grubby night at the museum. Uh, the rocks. I mean, you get them off there, so why not? Um, Manly Beach. I mean, that's for everyone though. Don't go by the title. Kings Cross at number six. Number five, Double Bay. Mm, nice. Yeah, but that's just you know that is that's just old people. Having a go down there, I reckon. You know what just I said. You know, don't you reckon? Let's getting some friends around and just putting the fruit bowl out. Yeah, just going, keys. Just throw the keys in. Just throw the throw the Land Rover keys right in there. Mm. Right, throw it right in there. Um, <laughs> new town. Whereabouts? In the fruit in the, bowl. In the fr- right in the fruit bowl. Get it right. Throw your keys right in the fruit bowl. <laughs> I disgrace the idea. I disgust. Stick myself. your remote in the fruit bowl. <laughs> Where else, Mary? Have, have we just invented a new euphemism? Yes, right in the fruit bowl. Put your you know grapes the in the fruit is, bowl. Can I tell you something, honestly, Laws? Oh, Around the office, we, we refer to another part of the atomy as the soup bowl. No, soup. don't lump the rest of the office in on this. Who who's does it? Me and Tom Birmingham. You. Though. And Tom Birmingham. Yeah, I think When he... talking about you, Liam, where's your soup bowl, Liam? <laughs> point, point to on the dolly where your soup bowl is. <laughs> Town Hall at number three. Why are you wearing hot pants, man? <laughs> I know it's Friday and relaxed, but... Mm. <clears throat> hot spots. Uh, number three, Town Hall. Number two, Oxford Street. Number one, Bondi Beach. Bondi Apparently, Beach. It's a love hot spot where people uh, find love on Bondi Beach. There. Yeah, they come from all over the world, pretend to drown, mm. and uh, bang. Oh, wow. All of a sudden, you're being carried out of the surf. 
by Bondi Rescue. Yep. And the rest is history. Absolutely. It's amazing. They are not choosy, those guys at Bondi Rescue. They'll no. oh, they'll save anyone. Absolute <laughs> battlers. They really are. Like, I mean, mm. seriously, some of the people I've seen them drag out of the surf, you just go, really? Mm. <laughs> nice soup bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, okay. Well, you're winding us up. Yeah. Been cut off. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Mark Boris. Every single day in Australia, people are busting their guts in starting and running their own businesses. It's a big deal. 60% of Australians are hired by small to medium-sized business owners. These guys are doing their bit, buying stock, hiring people and paying their taxes. So what is it like to start your own business? How do you go from just running a business on the side after work to owning something much bigger? How do you make it your future? Join me on The Mentor, a weekly show on Podcast One where I speak to Aussie business owners who are working through just that. I find out what makes them tick, I help them work out their next steps for their growth and for their future. The Mentor with Mark Burris. Listen now at podcastone.com.au or download the Podcast One app. Liam. Yes. Got a quiz? Yeah, I have. Boom. <laughs> Boom. And you were worried about the last break. Yeah. Um, so the, the dual citizenship saga continues with all our MPs. The mm. latest one today is crossbencher Nick Xenophon. Yeah. It's become the latest oh. senator with think, serious questions being asked about his eligibility to I think the giveaway there is in his name, though, don't you reckon, Loz? Yeah. Xenophon. Yeah. I mean, and seriously. Made he's up. got pom-poms on his shoes, mm. and he's wearing <laughs> yep. pantaloons. Mm-hmm. And he's always <laughs> playing the xylophone. Yeah. He's like, why? And, and he's bazooki. So there's concerns that... There's mouthfuls of masaka for no reason. <laughs> there's concerns mm. that Mrs. Edifon could be a British citizen after it was revealed his oh, father travelled uh, from Cyprus one. to Australia on a British passport. Cyprus, okay. Now, uh, this has been going on for a while. Uh, so I've got a little quiz based around the dual citizenship problem that's going on in Parliament. Okay. So, uh, buzzer names. Oh, buzzer names. Loz, what are you going with today? Why don't we uh, go with our favourite genus of plant? I'll okay. go with hibiscus. <laughs> I'm going to go with sativa. Uh, cannabis sativa <laughs> and hibiscus. Wrong. What's wrong with you two? Okay. What's wrong okay, with this? Where yeah. do we begin? We don't have enough time, Liam. Let's move What's on. right would be quicker to answer. Okay. First okay. question. Nick Xenophon is the seventh parliamentarian caught up in the dual citizenship crisis. Name three others. Hibiscus. Yes, oh. hibiscus. Um, uh, Ludlam from WA. Yeah. One. Um, uh, What's her name? Come on. Going to have to tell me. Larissa Waters. Larissa. Two. Yeah. One more. Uh, I don't know if one. Barnaby Joyce. Oh. Correct. Ugh. Correct. The other ones you could have gone with were Matt Canavan. Yeah, yeah. Canavan. Fiona, Canavan. Fiona Nash. Don't dig that coal mine, Canavan. Oh, you can't because you're not real. And Malcolm Roberts. All right. Okay. Three birth Canavan. <laughs> one to hibiscus and none to whatever Merrick called himself. Former Deputy Greens leader Larissa Waters quit after it was revealed she held dual citizenship in Canada. Hibiscus. Oh, oh okay. I was going to say Canada. Oh, here we go. According to the Canadian National Anthem, what do Canadians stand on guard for? Sativa. Yes. Maple syrup. <laughs> Hibiscus. Um, mounted police. Sativa. They stand on guard for thee. 
Thank God for thee. What the? No. F- what does that even mean, you stupid idiot? Bears. Sorry, I don't want to be racist to the Canadians, but bears. What does that mean? Think lumberjacks. <laughs> lumberjacks and bears. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the bears are actually humans, if you know what I mean. The lumberjacks yep. and the bears right. they mix. Mm. All right, one yeah. die hibiscus, zero to marriage equality. Yeah, bingo, and we support that 100. <laughs> percent What does the name Xenophon mean? Uh, sativa. Yes, sativa. It means. Uh, if you're xenophobic, you're fearful of other people. So if you're a xenophon, you are it's people and telephones. Uh, telephones. <laughs> you are it's a, a human h- hybrid, half man, half, half phone. Half telephone. Half telephone. Mm. Uh, incorrect. No, it's there. It uh, it means foreign or strange voice. Um, okay. That's exactly what I just said. Yeah, the half man, half. Mobile phone. Okay. In 2007, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson took part. Hibiscus. <laughs> Burka. <laughs> not, not quite. In 2007, One Nation. Redhead. <laughs> Have you got Fire Tourette? <laughs> okay. No. Hold on. In 2007, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson took part in a DNA test. Ginger pube. <laughs> Organised. <laughs> Fan of pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a point for that one. In 2007, One Nation leader Pauline Hanson took part in a DNA test organised by a Queensland newspaper in which a mouth swab of her genetic material found her to include 9% of what? Oh, what came out of her mouth? What was... 9%. So what was 9% in her mouth? In, and they, can we get it? Was it like they got right around the rim of the mouth and they scraped it? Is that how they do it later? Nine percent. What was it? What was it found? Nine percent of oh, what was found I in her mouth. Say it's so bad. Genetic Anger. material. That's not fair. No, genetic material. <laughs> lost. What kind of genetic material could you find? Nine percent of All it right. in pulling Anson's mouth. The answer. Africa. Was... <laughs> Actually. <laughs> That's not far off. The answer was Middle Eastern heritage. Oh, really? She was found to have uh, her her heritage was found to be thirty two percent Italy, Greece, so Turkey. So you she's had a in her okay. mouth. All right. So there's Middle Eastern and Italian in her mouth. <laughs> Last question. How does she get both of them? In the chair? How does she get both nationalities in her mouth? <laughs> Stop but it! But no African. <laughs> Was there any Queenslander in there? You stopped oh, it, Liam. Oh, perhaps when she was younger. <laughs> what three things is the last question? Oh. <laughs> Are you sure you want to do this, Liam? What three yeah. things do you have to demonstrate a clear understanding of to become a Dutch citizen? <laughs> oh, hibiscus. Oh, yeah. Go for it, hibiscus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you've got a, the dikes, tulips, <laughs> vin mills, clocks, and uh, elegance. <laughs> also, uh, multiple orgasm, the Kundalini pathway. <laughs> Merrick, uh, you have to say goodbye to your friend Lawrence. Uh, you have to, to say goodbye <laughs> to your friend. It's like a, it's like a supervised visit to the prison. <laughs> Sorry, time's up. Lawrence has to go now. Come back and visit me next week. All right, I'm just going to rub my nipple against the glass. Your last opportunity to come with us this Sunday for what is going to be epic. Turi of a brewery. If you don't drink beer with food, I borderline think you're Al Qaeda, frankly. Perhaps a bit extreme, miss. Too much. 
Merrick's taking you to Wayward Brewing Company Sunday, August 20, 104.9 Triple M. I like beer. Tried it before. It seems to have worked out quite nicely for me. Liam, last night I had uh, Bob Hawke's beer. Hawke's beer. Oh, no, is Hawks it good? Beer. It's good beer. Yeah, they launched it last year. Yeah, or yeah. early this year. Yeah, it's good beer. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised. I had a few of those down at the local last night. Did you it. feel heaps more Australian after you finished it? I did, actually. You know what? I went out and I entered a bloody yacht race. That was the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> this thing called America's Cup. That was stupid. I'd had a few, though. I'm not going to yeah, lie. Right. Down at the Weeds last did night. Did you drink it Bob Hawke style? Like... Two and a half pints of it from a yard glass? No, I just okay. drank it from a skewer. You drank responsibly. Yeah. Very good, man. Absolutely. That was a test and, and you passed. What, absolutely. And that's what I'll be encouraging um, everybody else to do when we do some sampling on uh, Sunday. As we head off to the Toury, which is going to be at the Wayward Brewing Company in Camperdown, I'm going to give you a chance to come along. Last tickets for you and a friend. Last spots. Join us. Now, here's the thing about the Wayward Brewing Company. I've heard things about it, but I'd never, um, actually, I've never actually been there. No, neither have I. But I know that uh, the Young Henry boys get down there, and I know that it's got a very good reputation. Our boss, Jamie, has been down there. Mm. It's awesome. Lives out the back there. (laughs) You know that they had to use a broom to get rid of him last week. Isn't that sad? Yeah, a little bit. It's on the ground. They had to broom him away. Broom him. Not a good look. He's coming, though. When you're the boss. Of course he is. (laughs) What do you mean, coming? He's already there. It's like, yeah, first one there. Anyway, um... So your chance to come along. And I've unearthed this. This is another thing that I've unearthed. I've unearthed the Wayward Brewing Company for a lot of people in Sydney may never have heard of it. And I do like to unearth little gems mm. in Sydney. You know, I like my history. So much so that you've created a segment. A possibly entertaining, possibly boring segment. The jury is still out. It's called Sydney Uncovered. So, Mez, but mm. before you go into your Sydney Uncovered, yep. how can... Yep. What are so, we, what are we, how are we going to give these la- this last spot away exactly. on, uh, to the tour? So last time we did uh, Sydney Uncovered, I asked you guys to tell me something I don't know. Give me, unearth something about this city, mm. about Sydney that I don't know. And we got awesome stories, stuff that I had no idea about. In fact, there was a natural spring down at Gordon's yeah. Bay. I didn't know about that. And it's got to be something like really secret. Like it can't be that the West Tigers aren't good at football. Like we can't. Oh, yeah, mate, that's we, not a secret. Yeah. We're no, well we don't want you to just like tell Merrick. That his team's no good. Oh, we know that. Yep. Cross that. No problems there. Uh, no, tell us a little interesting fact, a little piece of history or a little a little tidbit about Sydney uh, and its history. I would love to hear. One triple three five three. You can get on the phone now and have a listen to this little tidbit of Sydney Uncovered. You live in this city, but do you know what lies beneath? This is an incomplete history of Australia's first colony. This is Sydney Uncovered. We all know the historical Harbour Bridge, but what existed before the iconic coat hanger? How did people cross south to north? How did incredibly horny yet sexually unsatisfied Mossman housewives cross Sydney Harbour, I hear you ask? No, Troy, it was not a tunnel. Although there was a... Well, yeah, anyway... In December 1801, an entrepreneurial convict named Billy Blue arrived in Sydney aboard the Menorca. In no time at all, he identified a hole in the market, getting bored, exceedingly horny Mossman housewives to Sydney Cove. Billy Blue began ferrying passengers in a rowboat between the north side of the harbour and the south side. Some say that occasionally Billy would stop halfway for a rest and would sometimes offer housewives a different type of paddle. Okay, okay. What? No, Mez, you got to stop. That is not even remotely true. There's Shut no up, way. Liam. I'm rewriting history, not you. Billy was a man whore. <laughs> Billy eventually became local legend with the suburb Blues Point commemorating his efforts. 
No confirmation if Blue Poles also got its name from Billy's efforts, but if what I'm making up is true, yes. 1861 saw the formation of formal ferry services with the North Shore Ferry Company, which operated the first commuter-style ferry across the harbour. Good timing, because old Billy was getting on a bit and the Viagra Costa line was sending him broke. Plus, there was rumours that Billy had picked up pant barnacles. It's unfortunate. Right up until the 1880s, around 80% of Sydney's people lived within walking distance of Sydney Harbour. Even so, Darling Harbour was still a massive white elephant, despite the world's first IMAX theatre built in 1854, consisting of everyone laying on the grass and looking up at some local actors doing Shakespeare whilst wearing two glass bottles over their eyes. It was terrible. Several people were killed by bin chickens and eventually people abandoned the area never to return again, as evident today. By 1899, ferry services were integrated into Sydney Ferries Limited, which became the world's largest ferry operator by fleet size and making a shit ton of cash. Before the opening of the Sydney Harbour Bridge, the busiest route was on the circular key to Milsons Point, where passengers would change on trams or trains to reach destinations as far away as Hornsby, where upon arrival they would be issued a pair of crocs and a pamphlet on how to give up on life. By the late 1920s, more than 50 ferries serviced the inner harbour runs, while eight larger ferries were on the longer manly run. Sydney Harbour Bridge was opened on the 19th of March 1932 and almost instantaneously the busiest ferry services were destroyed. The Sydney ferries became the world's first Betamax recorder. Within 12 months, the fleet was reduced by half and only a few remaining excessively horny Mossman housewives continued to jump on Bluey, as it was known then, although no-one ever sighted them getting on a ferry. That's for tourists and peasants, not for wealthy yet sexually deprived horny mums from Moscow. Okay, what? all right, that's, that's uh, your major point. The end. Here comes the money. Sorry, I think you've forgotten the bit where you give me some money. Because someone has to pay Merrick's salary. Here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Gary Megan, and I do a little show on Podcast One called A Plate to Call Home, and it's about fascinating people all centred around food. This is a show for foodies, but it's more than that. It's a show about the people and the stories behind food. I think you know that I'm obsessed by food. Everything in my life revolves around it, and I love nothing better than to spend a little time talking about people that are equally as passionate, sharing their stories, and getting to know what makes them tick. It's called A Plate to Call Home, and it's available on the Podcast One app or on podcastone.com.au. Taking your calls for your opportunity to come and join us at the Wayward Brewing Company this Sunday to learn how they make beer and then learn how they taste it. Uh, two very, very important factors that all Sydney Ciders should know. Uh, we're going to be doing that, but I'm asking you on 13353. Tell me something I don't know about Sydney. I love little tidbits of, of Australian history. I love Australian history, but I like I like knowing things about the city that I didn't know beforehand. You guys are just an encyclopedia of information. Otto in Yarrawena. G'day, mate. Oh, guys, so much. How are you? Very good, good indeed. Day, All right. What can you hit me up with, Otto? Um, how how um, D.Y. got its name. Okay. This would be interesting. Uh, back, in the, back in the day when they were surveying the area, they uh, put a surveyor's mark at the back of D.Y. Lagoon with a cross. And they are, it was a, it was initials D 
and it was supposed to be a cross, but the way he's done it was a Y. Oh. And from there on, that's how it got its name. Yeah. There you I go, D-Y. Well, uh, yeah, so you're told. That doesn't matter. We don't actually need proper <laughs> factual information. Oh, you've, heard the cal- you've heard the calorie of this show, and particularly of our historical moments. They don't necessarily need to be historical, accurate, or even remotely truthful. It must be true. It was in the paper. Yeah, well, oh. Oh, well there you go. And it was if it's published in the Northern Beaches, it's gospel. Hello, uh, Manny in Newington. Hello. Hey, it's Manny from the Curry Club, Beric. Oh, g'day, mate. Great to have you back on. Mate, uh, as you know, I'm from the Olympic Village, and you know around the stadium there's those big pyramids of dirt. Yes, yes. I've always wanted to know what they're about. What is that? Well, as you know, that area used to be a dump, and the ground's so toxic they weren't allowed to move the dirt outside of the area, so that's why they created those big hills. So basically, they're just poison hills. Pretty much. As residents, we're told we probably shouldn't grow our own vegetables. Are you serious? Yes. Should, that is true. Should Mez I mean, let his kids there. roll down there? Yeah. <laughs> let the kids roll down there. I let Wolf eat the dirt. I said, you can eat that dirt if you want, mate, of course. And he goes, oh, it, ta- it tastes a bit, bit needly. And I went, needly? What do you mean by that? And he had a big cut in his mouth. Okay, no. He no, he did didn't. Not. No, that he is... didn't. Thank you, Manny. I, was always, I always wondered what those Why they pyramids there? are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Good, Jake in Quakers Hill. Hello, Jake. G'day, Mez. How, How you doing? Good, mate. Um, So... The fact I have uh, is that in the back of Riverston, there's a secret uh, full drive track that's all been made by the community. It's got mud bogs, it's got rock crawling, and my friends and I discovered it when we were in high school in a Toyota Starlet. And I'd like to go on the brewery tour because it's my Bucks party on the Saturday. I think it'd be a good hair of the dog for me and my best man. Oh, I see. So you, you've really, what you've got is a slightly crappy a piece half-dust. of Sydney information <laughs> yeah. there. You've got a secret four-wheel drive track that is, A, not very secret, yeah. because, A, you've just told us, Jake, and also, two, other people have been using it. So not that secretive, and it's just a four-wheel drive track. Yeah. Was it well, made by James Roos? Could have been. Good answer. It wasn't. <laughs> the answer is it wasn't. <laughs> that is the answer because he didn't have a four-wheel drive track. Yeah, a... But I think I'm getting I'm getting a bit of a, a nod from the boys here to let you come along anyway. Oh, fantastic. So you got your Bucks party on Saturday night. Roll up on Sunday. You'll be a little bit tired. We'll get a hair of the dog into you. That's what I thought. Jake, yep. if you turn up and you're as bad value on this phone call as you uh, at the show as you've been on this phone call, mate, we need you to lift if you're going to come on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to have to. Big, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's all a surprise. My, my best man's from North Queensland. So, I know. think I think it was referring to your charisma, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see you Sunday, Jake. We'll we'll whip you to shape. You'll be right. <laughs> And joining us from ANZ Stadium now for a preview of tonight's footy, I'm joined by both Dan Ganane and Gertz from our call team. Hello, boys. Come in. Uh, hello. Hey, boys. Hey, boys. We're glad to be here. We uh, nearly didn't make it. Well, I believe, uh, Gertz, you just literally rolled up. Been a great show, Maz. I've listened to it the whole way, mate. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I've been in the car. I actually left the Northern Beaches at around three, get here a little bit early, do some prep. And um, yeah, I was, so I was about to get onto uh, Roseville Bridge there. They said, oh, there's a tree down. So I ducked out the back way, thought I'd take uh, Monavar Road, and all of a sudden, power line's down in, um, in St. Ives. So yeah, it's been a two and a half hour trip oh, to travel about 40 kilometres, mate. But I'm happy to be here. Welcome to Sydney. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus.
How good? Two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. I feel like I've just been sitting in the car getting hit with a wet newspaper. Do you get road rage? Do, do either of you gentlemen, Dan, I can imagine you'd get a bit of road rage. Oh, that's nasty. No, yes. I imagine yes. it's usually when Maroon is coming to work and then is unable to go on air oh, and you get called up to come in. Merrick. What? Is that road rage then? No, Liam saw I had a very terse look on my face, but there are issues, <laughs> there are issues behind. Well, I'd ran. Okay, okay. Look, now that this is out there. <laughs> so Wednesday, day off. Day off. And that's and, and, and Maroon comes in and he's gone to the dentist. And I don't think Maroon knew he was on, to be honest. But he came in and he'd been to the dentist. So okay. he's all novocained up. And the poor bugger's trying to get through with it. Oh, he, was, he can't talk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt so sorry for he him. He looked bludgeoned. But why, why I may have been just a little <laughs> cranky was because I had to rush in and park the car about an hour, uh, uh, a kilometre and a half away, because traffic, obviously, in the CBD at 6 o'clock is terrible. Yeah. So I've had to run for a kilometre and a half. Now, as you, as you can all tell, it's been a while since I've had a good run. Mm. It has. So uh, <laughs> I, was, I, I was most upset as I came in, uh, but... Uh, uh, but uh, there we go, Liam. I'm sorry I didn't say hello to you, but I was in a very, <laughs> no. I was just, I was, I was, I was focused. One thing that we all need to know here is there is never a need to apologise to Liam. That's um, <laughs> not something to do, yeah. gentlemen. Look, on on paper, tonight's game would not necessarily be what would be determined a blockbuster. Souths versus the Warriors, but they're quite close on the table, so there should be a, a little bit of a clash to the game. You'd imagine. Well, you would think so. The Rabbitohs the last couple of weeks have been super impressive. They've actually got five. I mean, they've got an eye on next year, finishing the season strongly and uh, going into a positive preseason. They've got some good talent coming to the club next year. Five guys take the field tonight under 21 years of age, and I think that's a real positive for Madge and the South Sydney fans. So an eye on the future for them. I just don't know what to say about this other mob. I mean, you spoke about uh, on paper this shouldn't be much. On paper the Warriors should be in the top four. Mm. And, that's, and that's why everyone's scratching their head this year. Last week, they put up a little bit of resistance um, against the Raiders, but um, they were just steamrolled in the end, Dan. And again, tonight, you just don't know. Well, you do know. They've lost six in a row. You know what you're going to get with yeah. the Warriors, and that's the sad thing. No Sam Burgess for South. That probably evens it up a fair bit. But, you know, we've, we've been slightly unfortunate. And this happens towards the end of the season. You get a few games that don't have much meaning. But... Um, the few that we've copped over the last few weeks have actually been pretty entertaining. The teams have been willing to throw the ball around, and games that we've turned up thinking, oh, God, what are we going to cop? Yep. Which is what, honestly what we're thinking tonight. They turned out to be quite Yeah, well, last so week was Newcastle's win, obviously, over, over Parramatta. Parramatta. Yeah, and Tigers, for that matter, as well, over Manly at Leichhardt. Tigers on, on Sunday, yeah, yeah. I mean, what a great second half that was for your boys. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, can I just for a second go back in time to last night? Because I was at the pub last night with a, a few blokes and we caught a bit of the para game against uh, uh, the Gold, Gold Coast. Coast. Yeah, and the Titans were understandably pretty miserable. The, the Parramatta Reels really seem to start uh, starting to look like a good thing now, aren't they? Well, they, they've got to make top four. And they're in the top four now. Their big test. We'll find out about Parramatta next Thursday. Because they go up to Brisbane, they play the Broncos, they've already beaten them once, they've knocked off a couple of scalps. If they can beat the Broncos next week, I think everyone goods will go, okay, you know what, this mob is yeah. the real deal. Because I think this question I, marks, can they win four, four finals? I, I think, Dan, you can take the last couple of performances by, from Parramatta with a grain of salt. I mean, they've had this really good run, yeah. and they've hit top form. 
They came up against Newcastle, who I know had a couple of wins under their belt, but you could tell they took their foot off. Last night, they came up against the Gold Coast, who were probably the most out-of-form team in the competition with a lot of issues off the field as well. They're hard at this time of the year when you're all excited about finals, you've got momentum, you want to be playing the good sides, and and you're exactly right. I I disregard their last couple of performances, and I think we'll get a real indication of where Parramatta are at next week. But they've got to finish top four. They're not the sort of team that could finish fifth to eighth and win four in a row, you wouldn't think, you don't know, but you, you probably would. Penrith or Canberra are the sort of sides that could just get hot, and that they seem to be going that way. Parramatta's got to finish top four. Then they were a real shot. I think you just get the sense that a lot of people in Sydney, if they support another team, would really like to see the Eels have some success soon, you know, just to lift their spirits. They've had a tough, a tough couple of years, so it'd be great. Boys, listen, I've got to let you go because you've got to prepare because you boys are going to be presenting the first game tonight. Yes. In 22 minutes' time, fellas. So I'll let you get to it. South Sydney versus the Warriors, boys. We'll catch you at ANZ Stadium in just over 20 minutes. We're polishing as we speak. See you, boys. See ya. Speak for yourself. Catch you again on Monday. As always, I'll leave you with a battle of the burbs. See you then, Sydney. Well, it's been a big week in Sydney. And as usual, it's time to call a meeting at the Merrickville Council Chambers to vote on which suburb gave us the best call this week. All week, Merrick has been giving you the chance to come on a tour of a brewery this Sunday at the Wayward Brewing Company. It's so good, Steve from Carlton is racing against the clock. What are you doing on Sunday, Steve? I'm out preaching. I'm a preacher in a church. I'm a pastor. Are you allowed to have a beer on Sunday? Yes, I am. Oh, but what time? What time? Midday. Yeah, I reckon I could probably swing that. Morning church finishes at about half 11 or 12. And night church is until 5. I'm good. I'll just have to be a little bit cautious, you know. Mate, you do what you want to do, all right? If you want to go to church, half cut, that's none of my business, <laughs> all right? <laughs> That's, got that's between with, you and the mate, Lord. That's with you. You, you, take that up, you take that up with Jesus, all right? That's not Merrick Watts' problem. And don't, when you're talking to him, don't bring my name into the conversation either, Steve. I'm in enough trouble with him. Jared from Picton is going along to the Toury as well after he told us how he went into business with a mate. I had a mechanical workshop. We grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, lived two streets away from each other. Um, being business wasn't enough. He decided to take my wife. I beg your pardon? But we sure as hell don't want Mark from Penrith's school bus driver to take us there. Went up to Bathurst for a week of the school when I was 10. The last day we all got on the bus, the place we stayed was on Conrad Strait. Yeah. So we come out of there and the bus did a lap of Mount Panorama. We got up the top and he did 180 k's in a bus with kids and no seatbelts down Conrod Strait just to give us all a thrill. <laughs> but after the council voted, re-voted, had a smoko and then voted some more, the winning suburb this week is Windsor, where we're not sure if Gavin can eat anymore, but drinking shouldn't be an issue. When I was 17, I had a friend that was an apprentice for NRMA. I lived in the country and um, he'd get a phone call on the occasion, hey, look at four-wheel drivers, bogged at the dam, go and get him. So we went across and it was just on dusk. So we're trying to find this because the dam's massive. We're trying to find him. Eventually we find him and instead of going back around the track, we've gone across the dam. That was a, an old Dodge tow truck. There was no seat in the passenger seat, uh, no seatbelt. Mm. Um, we've gone over a jump, the thing's stopped dead. I've hit the dash, flipped my head open, smashed the back window with the back of my head, and then hit the gear stick with my front teeth. I, I shattered my teeth in my mouth, looked down, and my teeth were still in the gear stick. Oh. <laughs> that is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Thank you for visiting Merrickville. And be a Merrickvillian. Uh, Merrick Villite. Merrick Villaman. Join us on Facebook or Twitter at Merrickville FM 104.9.